I'm Carrie. And I'm Amy. And you are listening to The Perks of Being a Book Lover. And this is a show where two friends chat about books and reading with another book lover. We find book lovers everywhere. And talking about books is one of our favorite things to do besides apparently competing with each other about how many books we can read in a year, which is really kind of stupid. But, you know, there you go. I'm not really very competitive about very many things. I'm totally competitive when I'm winning. Not competitive when I'm losing. When I'm losing, I don't care. I'm like, I don't even care. But if I'm winning, I'm gloating. So I'm gloating this year. And we may be a little biased, but we think that reading people are the coolest people. Now, this episode is our 2021 recap. It is. So we are not talking to another book lover, although we will be hearing from some of friends of the show who were on this past year who are going to tell us some of their favorite reads. So we'll hear from them in a little bit. But this is our recap episode. So Carrie, you read many, 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 many more books than I did this year. Okay, really, it's not that many more. It's like 20 that's still that's still a lot more books. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I, my my total wasn't too shabby. So as of what is today, the twenty eighth. Yes, we're recording this on the twenty eighth of December. As of December twenty eighth, I have read a hundred and twelve books for the year, and I am about ready to finish another one. And I have an audio book that I think I can finish as well. So I think that I'll be up to one hundred and fourteen. But you, my friend, you were at one hundred and thirty six. I'm at 138 now because I finished a couple more. Ah! <laughs> I'm now at 138, but there are still three days left. I will probably only finish one more. But see, last year I came from behind and I, I know. and I beat you by one or two. No, there's no way that's happening this year. You don't have to worry about it. I am it. totally enjoying this feeling that I have and I'm lording <laughs> it over you. Because that's what happened last year. I thought, I'm going to I'm gonna get her. And I was so close. And then you snatched victory from my hand. So. <laughs> yes. I don't know what to chalk it up to. I don't know how you got 20 more books. But about halfway through the year, you started to pull ahead. And then there was like no way I was ever going to catch up. I know what it was. Well, I have a theory about what it was. I, I really yeah. do believe it's because my youngest, he wasn't fully vaccinated until like, late October. And so for our family, we still pretty much laid low up until he was fully vaccinated. Your kids are all adults. And so they were able to get vaccinated earlier. So I think that's part of it is that we, we just laid low. <laughs> I have a separate theory. Okay. You were flying through audiobooks this year. That is true. Like, I had some problems with audiobooks this year. I just had trouble finding ones that kept my interest. So that's my theory is that you were able to do it by plowing through those audiobooks. Uh, well, as with anything, it's probably not just one thing. It's probably a combination of factors that you're more social and the and the audiobooks weren't doing it for you. Here's the thing that not that anybody cares what I think, but any book, even if if you read one book this year, that's great. Any book is a good book. So Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I, I mean, yep. that's the thing. People do ask me, they're like, how are you able to read so many books? And I'm like, aside from the fact that I go nowhere and I do nothing, I also don't watch television. So, I mean, I mean, when you don't watch television, that adds, you know, several hours every night that you could be engaging in some other activity, whether that be playing chess or knitting or, you know, whatever your jam is. So, And, and honestly, like, 
I don't think it matters how many books you read. I'm only competitive about it because it's a joke between the two of us. I never cared about it before, (laughs) to be perfectly honest. Until we started this show, I never cared about it. That's true. How would you sum up your reading year? Can you think of one word that would summarize it? Uh, Coping mechanism. I mean, that's two words. Okay. But I mean, you know, 2021 was better than 2020. But for me, it was also a little bit anxiety producing because my kids went back to school. You know, they had spent a full year at home doing school from home. And so this year they started back and I I think everybody's kind of done this. You know, it was like, okay, once we get vaccinated, then we'll feel better. And then we got vaccinated and then the Delta variant came and it was like, okay, now the Delta variant. And then that went away. And then I was still like, well, when I get my youngest vaccinated, I'll feel better. And then it was like, well, when my parents get boosted, I'll feel better. And now we've got the Omicron. It's like, okay, when we get past that, I'll feel better. So I feel like for me, books are just kind of my escape because I'm so tired of thinking about viruses and masks and, and and vaccines and boosters and just all the uncertainty. So I think for me, books have just been how I cope. I just sort of lose myself in a book. So what about you? For me, the word would be memoir. I've read more memoirs this year than ever before. And it it's always been a, a genre that, you know, I liked fine. I, but I would never say that I'm a heavy-duty memoir reader. Mm-hmm. But I racked up the memoirs this year, especially in audiobook form. And we'll talk about that a little bit when we get to our favorite audiobooks of the year. But I, I read a... I can't say that word. <laughs> I read a... A crap ton uh, yeah, I read a ton, a ton of memoirs this year. So I guess that would be my my big takeaway. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. This year. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's get to the nitty gritty. Okay, so what, what I want to do, though, we need to sort of recap, review, what were the books that we said that we wanted to read in 2021? And I think we had said, pick five books that you want to read in 2021. So review what those were and then... Let me know, how did you do out of those that you picked? How many did you actually complete? So I know that we are going to do this again, but I am terrible at this. (laughs) If I make a list of books that I want to read in the next year, that's almost a guarantee that then I will not read that book. Because you are a mood reader. Yes. Like the day you asked me, I might have a list of books that I just saw something about or I just heard about on another podcast. And I think, ooh, I want to read that. And if I have time and I'm able to download it from my library or what have you, I will read it right then. But you ask me in two months, well, it'll be a whole other list of books. It's like I have ADHD, but for books. And that's funny because I am so different. <laughs> As as we well establish in this podcast, I am very much a, if I have a list, I'm going to accomplish it, right? Like it's, it's on my list and I'm going to get it done. Not necessarily because I want to, but because I get an extreme amount of pleasure from marking crap off my list. So that's how I read. I'm more like I take a circuitous route. I may get there in the end, but it is not a straight path. That is for sure. Like, so, what's a list? You're, that's your philosophy. What's a list? What's a the list, point? A list is a is a mild suggestion. <laughs> it's not like a must do. But I couldn't even narrow myself down to just five books last year as I'm looking at it. I had to throw in an extra yeah. one. And therefore, I am 
behind. So I, I mentioned six books and I completed three of them. And I forgot that these books were on my list. <laughs> I didn't necessarily read them because they were on this list. They just happened to hit me at a certain time and I read them. And then when I looked at this, my list from last year, I thought, oh, well, I guess I did read a couple of those. <laughs> and now because you've looked at the list, you're like, oh, yeah, I do want to read that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So the ones that I read were Murmur of Bees by Sophia Segovia. And you helped me out with that one because you picked that for our book club's January pick when you were hosting. And and, and that so- book won favorite book of the year for our book club, which is absolutely it is unheard of that Carrie picks the favorite book of book club. Well, and I must I must disclose that I suggested to Carrie that she pick this book for book club because <laughs> because I have a reputation. <laughs> well, and and we'd had two guests talk about it and there happened to be a sale on the book at the time. And so I said, "Why don't you pick that one?" And you're like, "Okay." So I think that I helped you get that You prop. did. I, I helped you get that ward a little you bit. Totally but that's did. okay. Yeah. But anyway, so you helped though, me mark I, that one off. Yeah, I should say though, I'm totally happy getting the stinker of the year. Yeah, you don't care. care. Yeah, you don't care. Uh, the other two that I read from my list were "This Close to Okay" by Lisa Cross Smith, and I talked about that book, I think, uh, in an episode this past November, and I enjoyed that one very much. And then I read one that was on my list called Lakewood by Megan Giddings. And it was supposed to be sort of a take on Get Out and The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. And it and it was those things. You know, it was about Black people being experimented on. It's fiction. I think I gave it three stars. The books I didn't get to and I still want to get to are Sharks in the Time of Saviors by Kawhi Strong Washburn. I still want to read that. That's based on some Hawaiian mythology. And I wanted to read Eat a Peach, which is a memoir. It's a foodie memoir by David Chang. And then there was The Book of Eels by Patrick Svensson, which you read out from under me. You read one of my books that was on my list. <laughs> but say when you were talking about how you just sort of make a list and then five minutes later you've forgotten your list I shouldn't feel bad that I stole a book out from under you because you didn't even remember that that was one of your books well I did once you (laughs) once you talked about it on the show (laughs) oh well what about you all right so I had five books and because I am a list crosser offer person I read four out of my five so I read Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell I read Six Souls, Healthy Minds, How William James Can Save Your Life by John Cagg. I read Once and Future Witches by Alex Harrow. And I read Whisper Man by Alex North. Uh, So those were the ones I finished and I liked all of those. The one that I did not get to was Stone Mm. Sky by N.K. Jemisin is the third book in the Broken Earth trilogy and it's still on my list. So four out of five. You did well. well. You did well. I did half. That's That's, that's not terrible. But you're right. I am completely a mood reader. Why don't we hear from some of our former guests about what their favorite book of 2021 was? My name is Christina Consolino. I was a guest on The Perks in Season 4, Episode 85. 
My favorite book that I read in 2021 was She Wouldn't Change a Thing by Sarah Adlaka, which I mentioned on the show. I liked it because it has realistic, relatable characters who are faced with difficult decisions. Since I read it, I often think back to the choice the main character, Maria, had to make, and I wonder, what would I do? It's both a heart-wrenching and thought-provoking read, one of my absolute favorites of the year. Hi, my name is Benjamin Self. I was a guest on The Perks in Season 4, Episode 94. My favorite book that I read in 2021 was Lincoln in the Bardo, a 2017 novel by George Saunders. I liked it because it involves ghosts, some fascinating history, and covers a huge range of human emotions and experiences. You should read it. Hi, my name is Katie Morrison. I was a guest on The Perks in Season 4, Episode 81. My favorite books that I read in 2021 were Dread Nation by Justina Ireland and its sequel, Deathless Divide. I liked this duology because even though the setting is an alternate universe where the Civil War was stopped by the dead rising as zombies, which did end slavery and kind of change the socio-political landscape of the U.S., Ireland made it very clear that she didn't think that culturally too much would change in the latter half of the 19th century, given this difference. And she created an incredibly realistic and just captivating and amazing relationship between her two main characters, Jane and Catherine. And you can follow their development as people and in their friendship across the two books as they really struggle to interact with anybody who's not the two of them to make decisions for themselves and for others to follow through with their life plans and wondering, did they make the right choice? All of those questions that teens and adults ask themselves every day. It was just such a cool setting. It was a way I had never thought about the American West. It was great. We're back and Carrie and I are going to tell you a little bit about our favorite reads of 2021. And here's the funny thing. We were each supposed to pick three. And of course, you could only come up with two. And I have four. <laughs> that's how we are. But I, I'm totally pulling an Amy on top audiobooks because I had to pick more than three for my audiobooks. Yeah. Okay. So Carrie, tell me your first top favorite book of 2021. So I'm going to be totally repetitive on this episode because two of my favorite books were two of the books that I said I wanted to read. I don't love the five-star system of rating books. I almost wish it was like A, B, C, D or something like that because to get five stars a book, I mean, it has to really blow my mind. You know, like to me, a five-star is like an A-plus book. So I picked two, Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. And what that is, is a it's an imagining of what William Shakespeare's wife and his son Hamnet were like. And so as we've discussed, we really don't know a whole lot about William Shakespeare. And what Maggie O'Farrell does is imagines what it was like. So Hamnet actually did die at age 11. Like they know that for sure, but they don't know what he died from. And so the story is about his death and about how Shakespeare's wife processes that. I mean, if you love Shakespeare, it's it's a very cool book because 
it, it lets you pretend to know what what Shakespeare might have been like and what his family might have been like. But it is also a beautiful book about grief. It was just beautifully written. I, I absolutely loved it. And then the other book that I picked was also one of the books that I said that I wanted to read in 2021. And that was Once in Future Witches by Alex Harrow, which is, is about three sisters who have a traumatic childhood and they run away from home and they sort of realize that they have these magical powers. It blends a lot of things. It blends how people react and move on from trauma. And it's a a very powerful book about feminism uh, encased in this society that is trying to stifle women, particularly women who have discovered their powers of being witches. So awesome fantasy. It took me a little while to get into that. Like at first, when I started reading it, I was like, and I don't know if that was the book or it could have just been my mood. But once I got into it, I was sold. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I agree with you about the five-star system. I think you and I should, from now on, now this won't work with Goodreads, but just like for our own system, you're talking about A, B, C, D. That my problem is most things I rate are a four. Yes. I have very few fives. I have some threes. Mm-hmm. Most of them fall into the four category. Yeah, same. Yep. There are some fours that are better than other fours, but it's hard to differentiate on that, you know, on a one to five scale. But if I could do like a B plus or a B or a B minus or an A minus or a C plus, that would be a lot more helpful to me. So I think that for my own record keeping, that is what I'm going to start to do. Because even though I rate them fours, not all fours are created equal. Right. I agree. And really, I mean, same for a a three, really. I mean, because I generally tend to be like, you know, books that I'm just kind of like, meh. But I mean, there are some threes that I'm like, oh, that was pretty good. Like it was really close. And it could just be if I was in a little bit better mood, I would bump it up to a four. But I'm like, "Eh, it's still a three. And ultimately, just because you or me or 12 million other people say a book is a whatever, it's still very subjective. But yeah, the whole five-star thing just eh, kind of rankles me. Tell me, what were your top actual books of okay. 2021? The first one is The Trauma Cleaner by Sarah Krasnestein. And this is a nonfiction book about a transgendered woman in Australia. Uh, and it's her story. Sarah Krasnestein is a journalist and she interviewed and spent time with this woman for over a year. But the woman has a trauma cleaning business. So she goes in and she cleans up after murders, suicides, hoarders, uh, anything that seems icky, Mm -hmm. right? She's the person who goes in with her team and cleans it up. So there's that part, which is fascinating, but there's also the part of her life because she started out as a Peter and ended up as a Sandra. And she was married to a woman as Peter, had two children, I believe, and then turned into a Sandra and also married a man. Anyway, she had a very, very interesting life and it was it was just amazing. And this one would go on my favorite audiobook list too. This is a book, I listened to it, but it's an A plus book. Gotcha. For me. And it was also 
an A plus audio Gotcha. So I recommend both of those. So my second book, and I talked about this one, I think maybe in the summertime, is called World of Wonders by Amy Nezakumatothel. She's traditionally a poet, but this is a collection of essays about different kinds of animals. But what she does that's unique is she relates that to her own life. So for instance, there's an essay about the bird of paradise and she compares that to when she was a teenager and she did the Macarena. There's a one about peacocks and how when she was growing up in like Kansas or, and her teacher said to draw, remember draw an An American American animal and she drew a peacock and her teacher said it was upset yeah. that she drew a peacock and said that's not an american animal you want to be a good american you need to draw an american animal so she drew an, an eagle a bald eagle and then her teacher was happy yeah. i just love this collection because mm-hmm. she is a poet the language is just so beautiful and vivid and some some of the essays were funny and some of them were very touching and sad. And I just loved the range of emotions that I had. And it just was a wonderful read. And it won the Barnes & Noble Book of the Year for 2020. And that's how I originally heard about it. And I think I gifted you a you copy did. for Christmas last year. And I decided I wanted to read it myself. Yeah. It was very good. And then... My third one is a children's book, middle grade book called Pax by Sarah Pennypacker. This is not a new book, but there was a sequel that came out to that book this year. And so I wanted to read the first one. And I love a good animal story. This was touching. It was heartbreaking. It's about a boy. His father is uh, going into the military. And so he takes his son to live with his grandfather and the man makes him give up his pet fox that he has raised from a kit and forces him to leave the fox by the side of the road. And the fox waits there for the boy. And the boy ends up trying to find his fox again. He runs away from his grandpa's house and tries to find his fox again. Uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful book. I have not read the second one yet. Hopefully I will this year. If the mood strikes but- you. If the mood strikes me, I will. Yes. So that was my third one. And I'm going to throw in one more that's an honorable mention. And that one is Cork Dork, a wine field adventure among the obsessive sommeliers, big bottle hunters, and rogue scientists who taught me to live for taste by Bianca Bosker. And she is a journalist who wrote a book about her time. I think it was over a year or year and a half time period of deciding that she wanted to become a sommelier, a master sommelier, and all the training that she had to do to get there. And I mean, I'm an amateur wine lover. I know a little bit, but not a lot. Uh, And it was interesting to find out all these things about wine production, uh, about what sommeliers need to do, especially with their nose, to be able to differentiate different kinds of wines. So if you're a wine connoisseur, if you're a wine lover, have a little bit of interest in it, I highly recommend that book. That's it. Those are my top books. All right. Hey, Amy, let's take a break. So let's hear from some of our former guests.
My name is Farah Alexander, and I was a guest on The Perks of Being a Book Lover on Season 4, Episode 80. And I wrote a new book this year about civil rights and political activism, specifically in Kentucky. And during that time, I really enjoyed the work of Wendell Berry. And I listened to Wendell Berry's The World Ending Fire via audio while I was driving through Kentucky. It's narrated by Nick Offerman, who is incredible and also a big fan of Wendell Berry. And so it was just a really enjoyable experience listening to Wendell Berry's magnificent words as told by Nick Offerman, who I could listen to all day while driving through the beautiful hills of Kentucky. It was just an incredible experience and I would highly recommend it. Happy holidays, everyone. Hello, my name is Kendra Winchester and I was a guest on The Perks in season five, episode 107. My favorite book that I read in 2021 was The Birds of Opulence by Crystal Wilkinson. I really like this book uh, because the way that Crystal Wilkinson captures uh, the community, very much inspired by the one she grew up in of black Appalachian women who are raising future generations of Appalachian women. And that is, that is Gwen, who also loved the book. And I really love The Birds of Opulence in the way that Crystal Wilkinson is also a poet, and you can tell the beauty in her prose. And she has is just a, such a skilled prose writer. It's beautiful and fluid, and she's able to capture these women's lives in such a few number of pages. I mean, it's not over 300 pages. It's a pretty short book, but she tells such a huge story in those pages, and I absolutely adored it. So definitely go check out The Birds of Opulence by Crystal Wilkinson. Hi, my name is Sarah Woods. I was a guest on The Perks Season 4, Episode 84. My favorite book I read in 2021 is probably Dune. I read it twice, which I don't normally do, but I had to compare it to the movie, which was also good in its own special way. I liked it because it was different and so unique from any other book I'd read in any universe I'd entered into. As a Star Wars fan, I found it fun to compare, but I actually prefer the Dune world to the Star Wars movies I grew up with. So yeah, it, it's a great book and lived up to the hype. We are back. Are you ready to talk about audiobooks, Amy? Yes, we didn't do this last year. Last year, we did not differentiate good audiobooks. I think it's important to do that because I like to see lists of good audiobooks because when I'm on Libby looking for something new to read. I like to hear other people's what audiobooks they have enjoyed. And I'm a little bit picky. And so hopefully this will be helpful to our listeners as to some new audiobooks. Because, you know, you can have a really good book, but if it has a horrible narrator, you're not going to want to listen to it. Yeah. So I feel like this is a very specific kind of thing. Yeah. And I you know you? some people who all they, they, strictly listen to audiobooks. So, you know, this is really, you know, important to them because it's their primary way of reading. Yeah. Now you and I listen to different kinds of, <laughs> we listen to very different kinds of audiobooks. I would say that 75% of the audiobooks I listen to are nonfiction. I jump around more. 
I, I'm you listen to you listen to more fiction than I do. Yeah, although I mean, on my list, I mean, I have more nonfiction on my top. I picked five. I had quite a few really great audiobooks that I enjoyed. So I can throw in a couple extra on mine. I only picked three, but I can always throw in a couple extra. More. I have trouble with fiction sometimes keeping the storyline because I get distracted. Mm-hmm. As we've kind of talked about, about apparently I get distracted. So nonfiction is easier for me because it's not as easy for me to lose a plot point. Right. All right. Do you want to go first? Yeah, let's alternate. Okay. Let's alternate this time. Okay. So my first one is Speckled Beauty by Rick Bragg. And this was a beautiful memoir narrated by the author. And in fact, actually, all the ones I'm going to talk about today were narrated by the author. So maybe there's a trend there for me. But it's about him adopting a stray dog who is a bad dog. But this bad dog named Speck helps him heal physically and emotionally. And, you know, it's another animal book. You know me, I'm a sucker for a good dog book. And it was wonderful. And hearing Rick Bragg read it is a treat. I'm sure reading it on the page is wonderful, but I just don't think you can beat listening to him narrate it. What about you? Oh, okay. Uh, So I listened to the book I stole out from under you, The Book of Eels by Patrick Svensson. I listened to that as an audiobook. It's narrated by Alex Wyndham. And I started to notice I really like when narrators have soothing voices. I sort of like calm audiobooks. And so the narrator is very calm. And the story is just, it's about eels, but it's also Patrick Svensson telling the story of his relationship with his father and fishing for eels when he was a child. So he really blends both of these stories together. And so Alex Wyndham's voice is just very calm, very soothing, but it keeps your attention. It's it's not like a snooze fest, unless eels bore you to death, in which case it might be a snooze fest for you. But I found it really interesting. All right, what's your next one? So my next pick is As You Wish by Carrie Elwes. And this is a book about the making of The Princess Bride, the movie from the late 1980s. And Carrie Elwes is the actor who played Wesley, the pirate. And this is a delightful book. I have never really read a book about the making of a movie before. And this particular book, Elwes narrates it. And he's able to do great impressions of some of the other actors. But a lot of the people involved in the movie also narrate their own parts. For instance, Billy Crystal, Robin Wright, Rob Reiner, they all narrate their own parts in the book. And so uh, in some ways it was a um, multicast endeavor, but it was a really nostalgic look at the movie and then made me want to go back and watch the movie again. So I highly recommend it. As we keep going, I, I'm developing a theory over here. And I just want to see if it holds oh, okay. through for, for the other ones that you pick. Cool. So my next one is Memorial Drive by Natasha Trethaway. And it was narrated by her. She is a, a poet, but she wrote this memoir. It is about how her mother was murdered by her stepfather. And so... It's the story of Natasha's life growing up with her mother and father, and then they divorced and her mother remarried. 
and had another child with Natasha's uh, stepfather. And, you know, so the story progresses until Natasha, I believe she was 19 and had moved away to go to college and, and her mother was, was killed, was a, a victim of domestic violence. And Natasha Traithway has a very, again, soothing voice, but listening to this story was so powerful. What she does in part of it is she actually reads the transcript. The police told her mother that she needed to record conversations, you know, and this was long before we had a lot of the laws to help protect women or or any victim of domestic violence. And she reads the transcript of telephone conversations and some of the horrible things that her stepfather would say to her stepmother. And it, it was very, I guess, what's the word like, is it like dissonance, you know, where you're, you're listening to it and she has this very calming voice, but then what you're hearing is so traumatic that it was mind blowing. So it's a hard listen, but I I think it's a a worthwhile listen. Well, my next one is sort of a hard listen as well. It's Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner. This was a very popular book this year. Um, This is the memoir of the author who is part of the band Japanese Breakfast. She's a songwriter and musician. But this is about her journey, but it's really about her relationship with her Korean mother. She's had a very difficult relationship with her mother growing up. And when she becomes an adult and finally, you know, starts to maybe bond with her mother again, her mother's diagnosed with cancer and is dying. Mm. And it's about her wanting to hold on to that Korean Uh, background and in some ways sort of a foodie memoir because a lot of it is about the food because that's one of the ways that she and her mother bonded. But it's also about a mother-daughter relationship. It's about, you know, it's a cancer uh, story. So it can be pretty heavy at times, but the, but the author narrates it and um, it's a good listen. So my next book is a fiction. This one is Washington Black by Essie Edugian. She is a female Canadian novelist, but the narrator is a, a male, Dion Graham, and because Washington Black is, is the story of a, a young boy who is a slave in the Caribbean, and he escapes with the help of the brother of the slave owner, and it's about their complicated relationship, and Dion Graham's voice is just wonderful. Uh, I thought it, you know, even though it's set, back during the time of slavery. It was a a sugar, I think it was a sugar plantation. It's a really powerful story that's very applicable to today about relationships and power and how Black people would view a Black and white relationship versus how a white person may view a Black and white relationship. So it was really interesting. But one of the things I loved about it is also a lot of science to it because in the story, Washington, he's very science minded. And so he studies and draws at the ocean at one point in the story. And it it was just fascinating. So that was one of my favorite audiobooks. I downloaded that after hearing you talk about Mm -hmm. it, because I thought not only would I like it, but I thought my husband might like that one as well. So it's waiting for us on Kindle. (laughs) Whenever the mood strikes me. All right, throw me some extras. I'm going to throw you an extra one. This 
one is called Sorry, I'm Late, I Didn't Want to Come, An Introvert's Year of Living Dangerously by Jessica Pan. This was a fun one. Uh, Jessica Pan is a journalist who married a a Brit. She moves to London uh, to live with him. And she has trouble adjusting. She's an introvert. She doesn't make friends very quickly and realizes that she has no support system or any friends in London. And she finds it extremely hard to do so. And so she gives herself a challenge for the next year. She's going to push herself outside of her introvert comfort zone and do things that she thinks may help her. She's wondering what it would be like to be an extrovert. And would that help her be happier? Because what she's found is not only is she an introvert, she's a shy introvert. Mm. And it's really sort of impacted her life, but not in a good way, she feels. She's lonely. Yeah. So this is her attempt to push herself outside of her comfort zone. But I would argue that some of the things that she attempts to do, an extrovert wouldn't even be comfortable <laughs> doing. <laughs> like, you know, do stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. It's lighthearted, but there's an interesting undercurrent that makes you sort of question in your own life, not necessarily if you're an introvert or extrovert, but just kind of what like what things are there in your own life. Could you push yourself outside your comfort zone to do, and would it be beneficial? Mm-hmm. And so I, I enjoyed it. Again, she narrates the book, And it like sitting there and talking to a friend. Hmm. So my next book is also fiction. It's The Roundhouse by Louise Erdrich. And it's narrated by Gary Farmer. This is the story of a boy growing up on a Native American reservation. And his mother is attacked and raped. In the story, it's about how his family deals with that. But also him discovering why his mother was attacked, like who attacked her and what was their motivation. And it was just really compelling. Gary Farmer was a fantastic narrator. Like over the last couple of years, I find myself reading more and more Native American fiction. I really enjoy it. So that was a really good book. And then should I get my last one or do you have another one to throw in? I have another one I can throw in there. This is a celebrity memoir. If you like celebrity memoirs, To me, celebrity memoirs can be hit or miss. But this particular one, I didn't think that I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. But it was a really fun listen. And it's called A Very Punchable Face by Colin Jost. And Colin Jost is the longest running member of Saturday Night Live. He's still on there. He does Weekend Update. Some people may know he recently married Scarlett Johansson and they have a new baby. Anyway, this is his memoir, and he is a really smart guy. He went to an Ivy League school, majored in Russian literature. He has a lot of funny anecdotes. I mean, I wouldn't say this is like a, this is not a super deep read, but it's a super enjoyable, fun, something to pass the time. Uh, he's quite funny. I found That's my last that's one. That's your last one. I found that book mm-hmm. in our our neighborhood little library and snatched it up real quick. So I will be reading it in book form, not listening. Okay. All right. My last book is the hummingbirds gift by Cy Montgomery, which was also narrated by Cy Montgomery. It is a very, I mean, it's like three hours long, super short listen, but it's about how she helps someone. She meets finds two baby hummingbirds and is able to raise them. They, they've been abandoned by their, their parents and helps raise these two baby hummingbirds. If you like animals, if you're a nature person, 
you know, who doesn't love hummingbirds? Uh, my husband, he says they're too stabby, but he's weird. Uh, <laughs> he's like, they're too stabby. Has he actually been stabbed no, by a well, hummingbird? It just freaks him out. I have a feeder out on our covered deck. And if you sit out there, you know, if you if you stay still, they will come sort of inspect you and they'll fly around, you know. And if you're sitting there, sometimes they're chasing each other. And he's, I don't know, it's like some fear he has. He's weird. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> that concludes my list of five audiobooks that I recommend. Well, what, but I have to know, what is your theory? Oh, so my theory, as I was listening to it, like all of the books that I read, you know, the narrators had these soothing, quiet voices. And like, at first, some of the books that you were talking about, and even they're you know they're like lively and and I just thought well that those seem to coincide with our personalities like I'm like low key that is yeah most of them were except for I would say crying in H Mart mm-hmm. and that that one you know was pretty serious mm-hmm. I mean she had a great voice but you know it wasn't you know lively just because of the well because the subject right. yeah because of the subject matter right. it wasn't particularly lively. Right. So that one is the only odd one out, but you're right. I do like lively <laughs> audiobooks. <laughs> Let's take another short break. Let's hear from a few more of our guests about their top books of 2021. And then we're going to come back and talk about what books we want to read, or for me, at least at this moment <laughs> for 2022. Sounds good. My name is Sydney Edwards. I was a guest on The Perks in season four, episode 79. My favorite book that I read in 2021 was Will by Will Smith, his memoir. And I liked it because he is an actor that I have always looked up to. So I love to get insights from people like that. Hello, my name is Melissa Julwan. I was a guest on The Perks in season four, episode 86. My favorite book that I read in 2021 was The Kingdoms by Natasha Pulley. And I liked it because it cracked my heart open and then put it back together again. It's set in an alternate version of the UK and has very vivid settings from Glasgow to London and the Outer Hebrides. The action takes place aboard tall ships and in an isolated lighthouse and a truly wacky dinner party with a secret society. When we meet our hero, Joe, he has amnesia It's 1898 in England, but the street signs are written in French and the English language is outlawed. That's because in this world, England is a French colony. Joe's only clue to his past is a 100-year-old postcard of a Scottish lighthouse. And written on the postcard are the words, Come home if you remember. And it's signed with only the letter M. So Joe sets out to understand this cryptic message and his own life. The story jumps around in time, but the author, Natasha Pulley, is a master of the world she's created, so I always knew where I was. And her characters, they're so good. There's a Royal Navy officer named Missouri Kite. There are villains you love to hate, dependable women with hidden depths, and our hero Joe, who is just made of good stuff. And even though there are lots of big feelings involved, this is also an epic swashbuckling adventure. There are sea battles, a creepy Scottish prison, gunshots, mysterious boats in icy waters, and all of the thrills of the plot are in service to a sweeping love story 
whew, that just wrecked me in the very best way. If you want to go on a big adventure with lots of feelings, treat yourself to The Kingdoms by Natasha Pulley. Hi, my name is Danica Novgorodov. I was a guest on The Perks in Season 4, Episode 74. My favorite book that I read in 2021 was The Carrying by Ada Limon. I liked it because her poems are narrative, honest, and breathtakingly beautiful. We are back. We're going to talk about what do we want to read in 2022? And you will read all of these books. Me, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? Ask you tomorrow. You'll have something different to say. Ask me tomorrow. What's on your list, Carrie? <laughs> all right. So I've got five. I stuck to the rules this time. All right. So the first book I actually heard about on the Strong Sense of Place podcast, Melissa had been our guest. I was listening to to their uh, Egypt episode and David mentioned City of Brass by S.A. Chakraborty. And I think it's like, like kind of a fantasy. It sounds super interesting. It's big, but I recently read like a 500 page book by Alex Phoebe and flew through it. So I think I've decided that I shouldn't write off all five, 600 page books because if they are done well and they catch my interest, I'll fly through it. So that's the first one on my list. Cool. I love it that you heard about it on their podcast. My first one is Piranesi by Susanna Clark. And one of the reasons it's on my list is because it's kind of short. The second reason it's on my list is that my husband keeps nagging me to read it. And the third reason is that I've heard so many other people who say they love it. So I really do need to read it. I don't actually understand what it's about. I don't know what it's about. It sounds like that it can be interpreted in lots of ways as to what it means. So I know that that is an author where you did not love her first endeavor, but it was a super long book. This one's a short book. So I'll let you read it and you let me know. Okay. What's your next one? My next one, I mentioned the 500 page book that I flew through, which was Mordu by Alex Phoebe. And that was one that our favorite bookseller, Sam from Carmichael's had talked about when we recorded with her this fall. Uh, Alex Phoebe wrote a book called Lucia, and it is about James Joyce's daughter. And I traveled in Ireland when I was 19 and have sort of always been curious about James Joyce, not curious enough to actually finish Ulysses, but it, it just sounded interesting to me. So I have added that to my list. All right. What's your number two? My next one is one that's not out yet. It comes out in February in 2022, and it is by an author that you and I interviewed, Ashley Blooms. She is a speculative fiction writer. She has a new one coming out called Where I Can't Follow. And many of her things are set in Appalachia. She is from Appalachia. And this book, there is a small Appalachian town where there are small doors and each person has their own door that they can escape through. I have an arc of this on NetGalley, and I have been anxiously wanting to read it, but then I've had all these other books that needed my attention, <laughs> but I still have it on NetGalley, and I am going to get to it soon. I started it, and I really liked it, but then I had to stop it because I had to read something, you know, for somebody that we were interviewing right. or for book club or whatever, but I really want to get back to it and finish it because what I read, I really liked. Cool. 
My next one is just a carryover. It's the one <laughs> that I didn't read from that I said I was going to read in 2021. Stone Sky by N.K. Jemison. I'm going to do it this year just so I can check it off my list. There is no greater sin than having a book on your list two years in a row. So, oh God, then I am, then I am very, very, very screwed. in trouble. Yeah, I'm screwed. All right, what's your next one? My next one is the Sentence by Louise Erdrich. This one came out in 2021 towards the end, and Sam Miller from Carmichael's Books told us about it. But it's a little bit of a ghost story. It's about a ghost and a bookstore, a ghost that won't leave. But it has gotten wonderful reviews. And I've never read a Louise Erdrich book before, and I want to read her. And so this is the one I'm going to do. This is the one I'm going to (laughs) try. All right. My next one is The Storyteller, Tales of Life and Music by Dave Grohl. Now, Pearl Jam was my band of choice, but I did listen to Nirvana and Dave Grohl is just, he's cool. So that's his memoir that's out and I am super excited to read it. My 14 year old has been getting into the Foo Fighters. That is one that I have put myself on the audiobook queue through the library. So as soon as that one comes in, I am putting all other audiobooks that I may have aside and eagerly listening to it. You know, it's funny because I'm not really a huge music buff. You know, there are bands and things that I like, but that's not really my thing so much. But I have heard so much about this book and about David Grohl in general that even I would be interested in reading this or listening to it. So if you find that it is a good audiobook, I would like to try it. Well, because that sounds like a good I'm one. hoping that it doesn't f- cause me to want to buy a drum kit because I still have a banjo <laughs> from the Steve Martin book that is sitting <laughs> sad in my office waiting for me to pick it up again. So uh, yeah, I might have predicted that that banjo wasn't going to make it too far, but who knows? It was on your list and you do lots of things if you put it on your list. I do. <laughs> and it's still technically on my list of things to pick up again. So, all right, what's your next one? Uh, my next two are both memoirs. The first one's called The Fox and I by Catherine Raven. And I happened to just see this in the bookstore the other day when I was there and it piqued my interest. <laughs> but it is about a biologist. She has a PhD in biology, but she sort of lives off the grid and she befriends a fox. Here's my animal book of the year, right? Do find fox interesting because we have some that live in the woods behind our house. At the right time of year, you can hear them yowling. I don't know if it's like a mating call or I don't know what it is, but, and sometimes you can see them back there. And so I am a little intrigued by fox. Are you going to pick one up? Because, I mean, you also, Pax was about a fox. Now this. It was. Absolutely it is. Yeah. I'd forgotten about yeah. that. Yes. Pax is about a fox yeah. too. So I guess there's a theme yeah. here. And I'll just go ahead and throw out my last one since I was talking about memoirs. But this next one uh, comes out in March and it's called Another Appalachia, Growing Up Queer and Indian in a Mountain Place by Nima Avashia. And this is a new uh, memoir that's coming out by West Virginia University Press. And they had several books that they published last year that were nominated for National Book Awards, Pulitzer Prizes, things like that. But this is about a woman who was from an Indian family, and they grew up in a small town in West Virginia, which is my home state. And she also is queer. And so I am interested to read about what her 
experience was like doing that. And so I'm, I'm anxious to read her book. My last book, I've actually already started. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how can you put this on your list? It's not even 2022 yet. Because there's will, three more days. I'll probably finish it in 2022. You know, January 1st, right. I'll probably finish it because I'm trying right. to finish another is, one. Uh, I think this is slightly cheating, but okay. No, go ahead. it's not. No, it's not. If you finish it in 2022, it counts as a 2022 book. All right. It's called The Witch's Heart by Genevieve Gordichek. I don't know where I heard about this book. I do. Really? Where? Heather Lennon from uh, Arctic Books. She talked about this book and how much she loved it, that she liked it as much, if not more, than The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Yeah. Really? Okay, well, cool. Now, I do know that a friend of mine from college had posted it about this book. So I think I was just intrigued by the cover, honestly, because it has a really pretty cover. But it's about a witch and Loki. So it's it's about Norse mythology. So I started that, won't finish it, though, until 2022. Now, it's a, it's a retelling, like Cersei or Song of Achilles, I believe isn't it about a character in Norse mythology? She's been banished by Floki's dad, Odin. So I guess it's kind of like a reimagining reimagines Norse mythology. So, you know, I don't know who this witch is, so it's all new to me. Well, I am looking forward to our 2022 year of reading. Same. I didn't get to all my goals last year, but you know, goals, goals, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> my, goal, my goal for 2022 is to not have as many goals because I did burn myself out a little bit with some of my goals. Yeah. As far as like the number of book clubs I was in. You think? Et what are you up I to think. now? Like, I don't know. I'm only in three now. Okay. Only three. Wait, what are your three? Ours. Ours. Speed. I'm in a young adult oh, okay. in the Speed Art Museum. And that's it. Book club. That's it. That's it. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's it. So I've cut back a little okay. bit. You know, I decided I needed more time to read things that just I wanted to read as opposed to things that I felt like I needed to read for, you know, for this. clubs. Yeah. And, clubs and, yeah. and this. Yeah. All right. Well, I will be diligently working on my list while you are willy nilly out there picking books. <laughs> I know. That's what, that's me. I'm a, you know, I'm a free wheeling kind of girl. Yes. That totally <laughs> describes you in every way. <laughs> My kids would not agree no. with you, but that's okay. <laughs> that is funny. In some ways you are so rigid, but not in books. And with me in books, I'm like rigid, but in other ways, I'm like, whatever. That's so funny. <laughs> we'll be back with a brand new episode uh, with a new guest next week happy reading season six starts next week so tune in and hear a whole new slate of conversations with fascinating book lovers thanks for joining us this week follow us on facebook at the perks of being a book lover or on instagram at perks of being a book lover pod to see what we're up to for show notes for any episode, go to our website at www.perksofbeingabooklover.com. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Do you have a favorite book you'd like to share with us or feedback for what types of guests you'd like to hear from? If so, send us a message through our website. If you like what we're doing with the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to help people find us. 
finally, a huge thank you to Forward Radio 106.5 FM, a grassroots community radio station in Louisville, Kentucky. You can find our show there, live or in archives, at forwardradio.org. <laughs>